You tuned to Tigerberg on 104FM. It's our medical program. And uh, I'm speaking to Jennifer Hind. She is uh, with the Society of Medical Laboratory Technology of South Africa. And she is also the Professional Board of Medical Technology appointed CPD accreditor. And they are out in uh, Pinelands at the Business Park. Welcome. Thank you for having me on your show. This is a very special day for us. Yes, Jenny. And maybe you should straight away tell the listeners why. Well, we line up with the international recognition of medical laboratory professionals. That's what MLP stands for. And we are a member of the International Federation of Biomedical Laboratory Scientists. And they have a two-week celebration of Mm. laboratory scientists. And we align with that, and therefore we celebrate our profession on a day within that two weeks. And the two weeks started on the 15th of April. All our technologists out there are celebrating. They are going to clinics and giving out goodies to eat and making the profession known to the public. And that was going to be my next question as well, Jenny. What do medical laboratory professionals do? When a specimen is taken from us as the patient, by a doctor within a hospital, their consulting rooms or a clinic, that specimen is sent into a pathology laboratory. And the medical laboratory professionals, that is our medical technologists, medical laboratory scientists, we analyze those specimens under the umbrella of different disciplines like microbiology, hematology, histopathology, etc. And the diagnosis on that then is conveyed to the clinician and the treatment of the patient is then governed by the results. And why has the Society for Medical Laboratory Technologists of South Africa arranged an international celebrated medical laboratory professionals day, Jenny? As I said, it is to celebrate our profession. We are very, very proud of our profession. Mm. Most people of the public believe that it is pathologists that do all the testing. The pathologists are there to verify results, but the medical technologist or the medical laboratory professional actually does the technical analysis of the specimens. And different levels of our qualification allow them to issue results And it is always done in conjunction with the pathologist. So we are the background people. And this is why internationally we celebrate our profession because we sort of the background people. But we need to know that the public know what we do and who we are and what in fact happens to their specimens when they go into a pathology laboratory. You know, you are so right. I read on one of the websites it being said that uh, medical laboratory profession, the profession itself, it's quite neglected, sort of behind the scenes, and yet you are doing such great work. So thank you for that. Well, you know, Denise, that 70% of diagnoses on disease and illnesses is dependent on laboratory testing. So, you know, Mm. your GP, you know that you go to the GP if it's a common cold or a flu or a bladder infection, etc. They can prescribe for that, but very often because a patient's not responding, they then need to do tests to find out about um, the fact that they might be treating 
an organism that has become antibiotic resistant, and that mm. is the thrust of this year's theme to stop the world medical laboratory professionals is antibiotic resistance because this has become a major problem worldwide because of the overprescribing of mm. antibiotics. And if you've just tuned in, I'm speaking to Jennifer Hind. She is of the Society of Medical Laboratory Technologists of South Africa, and uh, she is a, a medical laboratory professional herself. Jenny, back to some of these questions. I have so many for you. Where do specimens taken by doctors and clinics go? They go into either the National Health Laboratory Services, which is one of the biggest pathology groups, mm. and there are a number of others, um, like PatCare, MPAT, Lancet. They all are medical diagnostic laboratories. So it goes into various laboratories depending on the investigation. There are different disciplines. So anything to do with antibiotic resistance, or a disease caused by a microorganism would go to, for example, microbiology. If they're wanting to examine your blood for anemias, leukemias, and infections, mm. because evidence of an infection in your body shows up in your blood, that would go to a discipline called hematology. And when you have a pin taken from you or an organ removed, that goes to a laboratory called histology. And when... Ladies go for their annual pap smear. That goes to a laboratory called cytopathology. So there are different disciplines, and all the medical laboratory professionals specialize in specific disciplines. So they are, as I say, specialists in their field. And another question that we should have a look at is, what are the requirements to study to be an MLP? Yeah. Well, there are different levels of professionals. We have laboratory assistants who do all sort of receipt and data capturing of the specimens as they come into the laboratory. And then we have medical technicians who do not have a university background. They are trained on the laboratory bench for two years and they do some of the tests. And then you get your next level, which is your medical technologist or your medical laboratory scientist, which is the new qualification, those people are the ones that do the more intricate testing and they are the ones that are allowed to issue results. Mm. So this is what happens to it. It goes through a whole technical process within the laboratory, depending on the discipline and what the test is for. Jenny, how are the, the results? You obtain the results then. And my question is, how are the laboratory results then used? They are used then by the clinician, that is the doctor who submitted the investigation, and they use that in order to treat the patient so that they have got an accurate diagnosis, so they treat the patient correctly. And then the value of the laboratory testing is also in the fact that follow-up in order to check whether the treatment is in fact correct and working, that also involves laboratory tests. So it's an ongoing investigation. For example, a person who is diabetic, Mm. they would initially be diagnosed by a laboratory test and then they are put onto an insulin regimen with a special diet and they then can test themselves. That is called self-testing where they use a lancet and they make a little hole in their finger and they get a bit of blood and it gets put into a point of care machine 
which then tells me what it tells them what their levels are and how much insulin they need to inject. Now, frequently they need to go to an endocrinologist or a clinic mm. and have their blood properly tested to make sure that everything is being monitored correctly. Now, Jenny, you've given us uh, what to study should one want to become a medical technologist or medical laboratory professional, rather. What about career opportunities? The career opportunities are actually vast. You know, as I've said, you can specialize and move right into what we call quality control. There are also management positions. You can lecturer to university, you would also be involved in training on the actual laboratory bench. And then, of course, you can move into research. And our current qualification is called the Bachelor of Health Sciences, Medical Laboratory Sciences. And that is what is designated as an NQS Level 8, which allows direct articulation to do a master's degree. Mm. And if the person should like to carry on making do a PhD. We have many of our professionals who have got these higher degrees. Mm-hmm. Let's speak about the levels of qualification that there are within the medical laboratory profession itself. Yes, this is what I mentioned earlier, your laboratory assistant. Now, a laboratory assistant does a one-year training within the work environment. They must have a matric, and preferably they should have the subject of maths biology and science. And they then train, as I say, where they do collection of specimens because, you know, a specimen, when it gets taken, it involves a driver who is going to bring it to the laboratory. And then we have, after that, the laboratory assistants who do the data capturing. And then you move through to your technical staff. And as I said, your first level is a medical technician who does a two-year on the bench training. They don't have any university academic background, Mm. but they are lectured to during their training, particularly in things like anatomy and physiology. And they, as I said, they are allowed to conduct certain of the more simple tests. Then you have a medical technologist and a medical laboratory scientist, which is the name of the new four-year professional degree. And they are the ones that do the more sophisticated technical work and are allowed to report to the clinicians. And, you know, it's an extensive course. The university courses 23 subjects and it's very, very intense. And it's an incredible profession. This is why I always say when I was lecturing yes. that you need to hold your head up high. You are an integral part of the health professions, in other words, of the health team. And 70% at least of diagnoses are made together with laboratory tests. And this is, you said, that the medical laboratory professional is very much neglected. You know, you hear about doctors and nurses and radiographers, and but we are in the background there, sometimes very horribly referred to as the lab rats. Yes. But we are 
very, very important part Absolutely. of the overall health team. Absolutely. Jenny, I have two more questions for you, but just to tell our listeners again, for those that have just tuned in, I'm speaking to Jennifer Hind, and she is of the Society of Medical Laboratory Technologists of South Africa. She is appointed CPD, that's Continuous Professional Development Accreditor. Jenny... There's probably not a person on the face of the earth. Well, there are some, but most of us have, for some reason or the other, had to provide some specimen for further testing or diagnosis to be made. Now you've mentioned blood, urine, sputum, skin. What other specimens would a doctor require to be able to make or obtain a diagnosis? All right. Well, there's the more scary ones where if a person is, query meningitis, encephalitis, they would have to do a spinal tap to obtain cerebrospinal fluid, mm. which then goes to the laboratory. And that is almost like what we would refer to as a stat specimen. That is highly urgent. It needs to get to the laboratory. They need to have a diagnosis as soon as possible so that they are going to treat that patient correctly. And as I said, there are pap smears, there's blood, there's urine, there's fluid from our various spaces within our bodies. You know, we've got um, serous cavities within our bodies that carry fluid. And that carries a mountain of information about what's going on, for example, within a joint or within the abdominal cavity or around the heart. In other words, between the heart and the pericardium. And then, of course, the brain. You know, we have we get biopsies from the brain, and of course, I've already mentioned the cerebrospinal fluid. Anything that is able to be taken from a person's body in order to investigate for a definitive diagnosis, mm. so that the treatment for the patient is correct. All sorts of specimens can be taken from a patient. The last question I, I also have for you is regarding CPD points, because you are a con- continuous professional development accreditor. How does those CPD points, how do they, in fact, aid a medical laboratory professional? Are there benefits to it? Oh, yes. That CPD is extremely important because anything to do with medicine and medical practice and health as a whole, in other words, the health team. It is dynamic, and there are new things that are investigated by professionals where there are new tests that come onto the market. Our suppliers of equipment and kits, diagnostic kits, they also are a very, very important part of the health team as well. And it is their laboratories and scientists that establish new testing and also, the other thing is is to be able to become aware of different trends of disease impact in different parts of the world. It's very, very important that a medical profession, whether they be a medical laboratory professional or any of the other medical professions, they need to keep up to date mm. on the technology and the diseases that are prevalent everywhere throughout the world. So... Once you've got your qualification and you have done your board registration examination, you are registered with the Health Professions Council of South Africa. And then Health Professions Council, they control about 12 boards. 
And our particular one is the Professional Board for Medical Technology. And we are required to accumulate a specific number of continuing educational units known briefly as CEUs for CPD every single year. And we can be audited by the HBCSA to see if we are in compliance. And that is part of the requirement to remain registered with the Health Professions Council, and that then gives us the right to practice. So if you are non-compliant with CPD, you are in a lot of trouble. So it's very, very important. This part of the function of the SMLPSA is to organize yeah. congresses. We, in fact, have a very big one happening in Durban um, in the third week of May. And this is where our professionals congregate. We see our old friends. We interact with each other. And, of course, there are all the scientific and academic presentations. So that's one of the ways of accumulating CEUs for CPD. But the branches of the SMLTSAs throughout the country, they have academic days, mini-congresses, academic evenings, and that is a way to accumulate your CEUs. Another way is, of course, to read journal articles and to answer the questions from that article. And um, there are many ways to gain the CEUs, but it's very, very important right. to make sure that your professional is remaining up to date in their given field. And Jenny, it's time for us to bid you goodbye. Um, what would your take-home message be to the listeners? I would say to them, just remember us. We are an integral part of your health care within South Africa. And to those that are studying in their secondary school, they're looking for a profession. We are a lovely bunch of fun people. We are medical laboratory scientists. I myself have absolutely loved every minute of my profession. And there are fantastic opportunities there. Mm. And yes, just to tell, remind the public that we are there. We are the medical laboratory professionals that you rely on for an accurate and definitive diagnosis. And we absolutely, we better understand and appreciate the crucial role of the medical laboratory profession. And we want to thank you for our listeners. I've been speaking to Jennifer Hind, and she is with the Society of Medical Laboratory Technologists of South Africa. She's an appointed CPD accreditor. That's Continuous Professional Development. And thank you so much, Jenny. I hope that very soon we will be able to continue this discussion. Yes, I absolutely love speaking to you and to the listeners. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye.